0: This is going to be quite a ride.
1: And hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Movie Pet Podcast. I am your host, Christian. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast this week. Before we get to it, uh, I just want to mention uh, thank you to all of you who have listened to the last two podcasts. Uh, obviously it was our Avengers Endgame spoiler podcast that I did with uh, my good friend Mike, and also the Summer Movie Season Preview Podcast which I also did with Mike I um, want to take just a quick second to thank all you guys for that and I uh, really appreciate it if you have not listened to the Summer Movie Season Preview Podcast I recommend you go do it, it's a really fun podcast it's always one of the funner ones that I like to do and that I get to do and uh, I couldn't ask for a better person to do it with uh, speaking of that uh, just very quickly. I don't want to get too into it cause he, you know, wants to keep his life separate, I assume, but, uh, just a good, just a, a good thoughts and prayers go out to Mike and his family right now. Um, yeah, just want to, just want to point that out and, uh, do that for him. Uh, so, um, I want to keep this podcast as brief as possible. Uh, mainly because, uh, there isn't too much to talk about. I mean, there's a lot, there's like, There's a lot to talk about, but not too much to talk about. It's a very fine balance. Uh, But I just want to get to it right away, uh, because once again, I am recording this right before I am uh, supposed to go off to the movies. I'm actually going to go watch Detective Pikachu at the moment, or uh, by the time this comes out, I've already seen it, uh, but I won't have enough time to actually put my thoughts into the podcast itself. But uh, that's what those links down below are for. Uh, so you guys go check that out. So, uh, yeah. Alright. Uh, enough uh, Enough of this little rambling that we got going on. Let's get to the podcast. Uh, one brief little... Um, that was not brief, but one movie news item that I didn't get to talk about last week because of the Summer Movie Season podcast being the podcast that uh, took over for this uh, was... Uh, it revolves around The Suicide Squad. The James Gunn-directed and written Suicide Squad uh, reboot, sequel sequel reboot i don't know how it's, we don't know how it's working uh has added two more names to the cast first is newcomer daniela uh male i think that's how you maybe pronounce her name i don't know uh she's joined the cast of the suicide squad as the character rat catcher she's a portuguese actress who has mainly worked in portuguese film and tv so this would essentially be and is her first uh, major f- studio film and role in the comics. The character is actually a man, so the nice little gender bend of the care of the character. It's also, one of the many Batman villains in this very vast and large rose gallery. Our character uh, will also reportedly have some connection to whoever Idris Elba's character, uh, whoever Idris Elba ends up playing, and his character. His character is still a mystery at this point. On top of that, rumors say that she she beat out uh, Isabella Moner, who was in Transformers: The Last Knight, and Sicario 2 for the role. Uh, so good for, good on her for beating her out. As for the character Ratcatcher, uh, it's she or she at this point. I was about to say he in the comics is a he in the movie she will as She is a former member of the Gotham City Sanitation Department who has a legion of highly trained rats and has an infinity of poisonous gases so there's that. Uh, the other name that the Suicide Squad added is David I'm going to mispronounce his last name and I hate that I f- mispronounce his last name because he's actually a very good actor and he's one of those great character actors that pops up and everything and he's so great to see so uh, here it goes uh, David Dashkam Melchian. Pretty sure I butchered that. Uh, he's from Ant-Man he plays one of the, uh, the guy one of uh, Scott Lang's guys that he hangs out with uh not you know not michael peña not ti the other guy uh he's been in a bunch of stuff you'll obviously know him yeah, he was in the dark knight he played the uh, the guy in the alley that uh harvey dent was gonna uh shoot um not a spoiler the movie's pretty old and i'm pretty sure everyone's seen it by now but that's him as well if you need another another role to put him in uh he is playing the unlikely villain as reports say that he will play polka dot man So there's, so yeah, there's that. Polka Dot Man. Uh, The character Polka Dot Man, uh, his real name is Ebner Krill in the comics. It's actually a lower level crook who tried to make a name for himself with a spot themed crimes and things get a little, of course, comic booky. So hold off on, on more information of his character in case that, uh, James Gunn wants to get into it. Um, but it should be noted that Gunn intends on the character to quote, lean into his embarrassment of his lame abilities. Very, very James Gunn. Uh, the movie will reportedly also include characters like Peacemaker, who is a soldier who loves peace so much, he's willing to kill for it, and King Shark, we do know that's uh, a certain somebody, and his name is John Cena, is up for a role, and Peacekeeper probably seems right up that alley, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, the Suicide Squad opens on August fifth, twenty twenty-one, so we'll have to wait a little bit for that. But uh, there you go. Want to talk about that? Uh, two quick-fire news items that I want to get to. I'm switching a little, my outline a little bit, how I do things. Uh, just because of the trailers that are out this week, by the way. Uh, so uh, the first quick fire movie news item, Chris Hemsworth and Tiffany Haddish are set to star in the buddy cop action comedy down undercover. Hemsworth will play a cop who goes undercover to solve a string of casino heists, where a troop of Australian male erotic dancers are as expected as the culprits. Also investing or also investigating is a lone wolf detective played by Haddish who clashes with her crime solving partner as ridiculous as it sounds and somehow I'm actually on board to see how this happens uh, so no word yet on when they start filming but um, Haddish will be seen next in the mob drama The Kitchen which will come out later this summer uh, she's also lending her voice for The Secret Life of Pets 2 and has comedy limited partners with Rose Byrne and Sam Hayek also coming out later this year Hammersworth will be, uh, is, can be seen in theaters right now in Avengers Endgame but he will be seen later this summer as well in Men in Black International, so there you go. Uh, Chabrik Bozeman is set to star in the action drama Yasuki. I think that's how they're pronouncing it, or how it's supposed to be announced. I don't know. Uh, but Bozeman will play the role of, of the, the play the title role. It's the name of the character, the Japanese, um, the Japanese name of a samurai of African origin who fought under the Japanese warlord during the 1980s. Um, or no, sorry, the 1580s. Sorry, did I put 19? Uh, it's 1580s. I don't know why I put that was weird anyway um, it's going to be a period uh, action drama based on the historical tale of the Afri- uh, of the well-known African to reach a samurai ranking in feudal Japan um, the movie's been in the works for a while and I think Bozeman's casting uh, has been circulating for a little bit as well so um, that should be interesting to kind of see how that works out Bozeman will also produce the movie uh, there's no word yet on a uh, when that will start production, but obviously we'll keep an eye on that when uh, when it comes to it. All right, uh, so those are your quick fire. Oh, and then there was this. Cra- I didn't read the actual story; I just read the head the headline. But I figured I just might as well include it. Uh, uh, apparently, Mel Gibson's playing Santa Claus. I guess I don't. I don't know. Uh, again, I just read the headline. I I, I was just flabbergasted by that movie that that headline I just I don't know why I didn't click on the story but yeah Mel Gibson's apparently playing uh Santa Claus in a movie coming up soon why well, I, I, I don't know I, I, he's lost his mind I guess again I don't know we'll we'll see what happens with that so that's a quick fire movie news items let's move forward with uh trailer talk
0: coming soon to theaters uh
1: so there's quite a few movie trailers that came out this week we're going to talk about uh two of them a lot, and I'm going to skip past these two, but uh, still worth noting, uh, the first trailer is The Lodge. It is directed by the directors who directed the horror film Goodnight Mommy. The Lodge is about a soon-to-be stepmom, played by Riley Kehoe, who is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as the relationship begins to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. The film also stars Richard Armitage, he actually plays the father, uh, and Alicia Silverstone. I don't know how she fits into the movie, because I saw the trailer and I didn't see her in it. But um, the launch doesn't have a release date right now. It will come out in the fall, or I think they're still trying to figure out where it's going to fit. Uh, the trailer's very creepy. Uh, it's It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like, I got a very, it comes at night vibe. If everyone remembers the movie It Comes at Night that came out a couple of years ago, which ironically, Riley Kehoe was also in. Um, although she had a very small role in this one, or in that one, and now she's going to have a very big role. She's the lead in, in this film. It looks very creepy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It looks very creepy. It almost, it almost looks like... It, I don't know what it is. Like I think it's A24. I, I may be wrong that it's A24. Um, but it, it, every time there's a movie coming out from... I get this feeling now that... Horror movies are doing this thing where it's... Certain horror movies, not all horror movies. But um, with The Lodge, it almost like it's something you shouldn't be watching. And that's kind of what it feels like. So, I don't know. It just has that very atmospheric feel uh, right away. Um, The next trailer, uh, the work I'm just going to mention is uh, The Farewell. It is written and directed by Lulu Wang. And it's filmed... And it's, uh, the film is based on actual, quote, lie, as they put it in the trailer. It's actually based off uh, Yang, uh, on the director, Lu, uh, Lulu Wang. It's a fictionalized account of her own life. And the movie stars Aquafina, which everyone knows from the comedic bits and her comedic videos. And she was in Notions 8. Uh, but she takes more of a dramatic turn here on this one. And she stars as a young Chinese born, US raised woman who discovers that her grandmother, who lives in China with her extended family, is dying of cancer. But instead of telling the grandmother she's dying, the family decides to keep it a secret, uh, ensuring that she will die in happiness, or she will live in happiness before she dies. And under the pretense of a wedding for the young woman, uh, Aquafina's character's cousin, the family assembles in China for one last goodbye to the grandmother uh, who thinks it's a celebration. Uh, I think it premiered at Sundance... And yeah, it did premiere, it did premiere at Sundance and it got nothing but great reviews. I've not heard one negative thing about this movie. And a lot of it has praise for Aquafina as uh, in her dramatic portrayal and uh I, it looks I mean it looks it looks very good, it looks very heartwarming. Uh it looks like you will um probably cry when you watch it. But uh yeah, I mean it, it this is this is a movie that is not on my radar and a lot of times when the Sundance movies or like the Tribeca Film Festival movies or any film festival movies really are talked about a lot, it's like it's hard to kind of get really excited because a lot of the time you don't get to see them in theaters. But I, the farewell, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna get a wide. release It does come out on July twelfth. I don't think it's a wide release, but I think it'll probably be in enough markets where you won't miss. You're. Pro- it's probably be hard to miss it. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. It's got a good word of mouth, so hopefully that helps it out in the long run. Alright. So let's get to the two big trailers that dropped, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm recording this on a Thursday. I won't have time to record anything on Friday, so I apologize if something big comes out, if something does big come out. Obviously, we'll talk about it on the podcast next week, but uh, the, first two, one, the first of the two big trailers we're going to talk about is It, Chapter 2.
0: Yes? I help you? I used to live here. Won't you come in? It's the least I can do. Is it like you remember? Cleaner. Well, you feel free to look around while I get the water boiling. Your hair is winter fire. January embers. There you go. Thank you. Now some music. I do apologize. It gets so very hot here this time of year. It's fine. Well, you feel like you could just about die. (laughs) But you know what they say about Derry? Hmm. No one who dies here ever really dies. Tell me, how is it being back in Derry? It's good. Strange. Strange? Oh, my. I had some cookies in the oven before you came. Stay right there. I shouldn't impose. I'm going to... No, 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 no. I insist. Your photos are lovely, Miss Kirsch. Are these your family? My father came to this country with $14 in his pocket. What did he do, Mrs. Kirsch? My father joined the circus. I was always daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? and the Losers Club has officially begun. We can do this, but we have to stick together.
1: Hello. I was a... Very big fan of the first it that came out uh, last no two years ago it came out two thousand two thousand seventeen. Um, I I'm a I'm a big fan of Andy Muschietti. I love I actually did like Mama, um, and the sequel now uh, will of course bring all of the the Losers Club together as adults. You got James McAvoy in there, Jessica Chastain, who essentially is the highlight of the trailer because the trailer starts off with her. Um, of course, she plays an adult uh, Beverly Marsh. You got Bill Hader in there. You hear him in the trailer. Uh, James Ransone, who people will probably know from the Sinister movies, he's in there. He plays a, a uh, an adult Eddie. Um, you got Asiel Mustafa in there, the former Old Spice guy. He's playing Mike. Uh, and, of course, you have the return of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. It's uh, The trailer works. It, it really works. And I think the pretty much the the bulk of the trailer is the scene that i think if you were reading up on your cinemacon news uh you probably and if you read the description it's basically this scene it's the scene it's it's the scene um where breverly goes back to her childhood home and there's a young and there's a young uh, or not young but there's an old lady there who uh now owns the home and they start talking and it just gets it's like oh it's so innocent and then it gets creepy and you're like, okay, what's going on? And it gets getting creepier. And then it just go- goes full on like, no, just just, just leave. Just just get out of the house. You're fine. Just get out of the house. Just leave. Um, it gets to that point. And I think... And it really works. I really hate it. And I will tell you right now, I watched, I watched that trailer right before I started recording in a dark room <laughs> with the door closed uh, with very little sunlight in here. And it's it, it creeped me out probably even more. So... Uh, if it could do that, um, when there's still sunlight coming in, but if it could do that, I I think, uh, we're, we're in store for a very good creepy movie. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we get to see all the losers in here. We get to see, um, a lot of balloons throughout the, throughout the trailer. There's a lot of balloons. So it looks like maybe Pennywise has taken over the town. And there's a very interesting shot of, I'm going to assume it's Bill Sarsgaard. Uh, and I think maybe we'll probably see the origins of Pennywise, because it looks like he has the clown makeup, but it's not fully like it's not fully attached yet. And you know how it just he looks like completely pale, but you can still in this shot you can see him almost kind of trying to rub it away or maybe rubbing it all over himself. It's I don't know. It looks it it looks the the shot looked interesting to me, and I and I'm assuming maybe. We're gonna see the origins of, of Pennywise in in the movie, and I think that would be be pretty cool. But um, everything so far that we've seen uh, in the original um, or in the trailer, it's not in the original, uh, everything well, everything that we loved in the original may come to fruition here with the second one. We do we, we, we do see the kids back. There's a few shots that we'll see the kids. There's that good shot of all the adults like standing. Uh, and it looks like they're facing a mirror and the mirror and the reflection is them as kids. So I think that'd be kind of cool. I think that is kind of cool. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, to it chapter two, uh, because I was, like I said, I was a huge fan of the first one. I love what they did. Uh, I love that they made it more creepier and, um, I can't wait to see what they do. And we do see Pennywise. Um, not gonna say it, like the whole trailers about the losers club. Although majority of it is, uh, we see Pennywise, I think maybe once it looks like, he's, Floating away with some balloons in his hand. Uh, but he pops up at the very end of the trailer uh, with, I assume, some new little girl. Um, and it looks like like snaps away a firefly from her. And then he pops up with this creepy ass smile. So, it should, that's, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be interesting. Alright. So, that's it. Chapter 2. So, let's move on to the second trailer. The big trailer of the week. The one that started off all of the movie news craze and that is spider-man far from
0: home everywhere i go i see his face i just really miss him yeah i miss him too i don't think tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. Oh, what? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work, because I am going on vacation.
1: Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you.
0: I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. The phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. Reminds me when I first fell alone. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. Your world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do. You're coming with us. Maybe someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel? Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I wanna go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my God. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? work with
1: spider-man you work for spider-man i work with spider-man not for spider-man new plan uh i it's it's a really good trailer uh of course the film follows peter parker and his friends as they go on a school trip to europe and while peter leaves his suit just to be peter parker he is recruited by nick fury to battle elemental monsters with the help of a new mysterious partner mysterio played by jake gyllenhaal and as you can tell in the trailer, uh, as you heard it, it's not only filled with Avengers Endgame spoilers because obviously they're dealing with the loss of Tony and Iron Man. Uh, there's some interesting may- spoilers, maybe heavy Mister X because Mysterio just blat- blatantly says, you know, I'm from a different earth than you. And then Peter was like, the multiverse and the multi and the just the the whole word of the multiverse as. Just it's like a it's like when snap, Thanos snapped his fingers, and it just causes cosmic radiation of everything uh, around the internet to all the nerds to go crazy because they heard the word multiverse and everyone's just like, no, yeah, of course. Uh, so it's it's led to some very interesting articles and stuff like that. But I think it's kind of cool that they're going that this way. And the multiverse, by the way, it's not like Spider Man is the first person in the MCU to use multiverse. Doctor Strange actually mentioned the multiverse in in, in his movie, so just take that into account. Uh, and, of course, the whole quantum realm, that's a whole other thing. So there there is that. So let's tone down a little bit. But uh, Fandango did talk to John Watts uh, about the trailer and about some other things to ease some fans, maybe to, for them to speculate more. Of course, one of the big things it talked about was the multiverse. And Watts had this to say, saying, quote, We had to look at it in terms of the scope of what happened at the end of Endgame, seeing all the crazy things that they did and all the questions that raised. So we're definitely trying to answer one of the big ones, alternate timelines. So many possibilities opened up at the end of Endgame, and Peter Parker is one of the few people on the ground dealing with them. So that's that's what he had to say about the whole multiverse thing. He did say that the movie will have a fallout of Endgame of people getting back to their lives, like getting new passports and driver's license. His quote, not mine, that's what he said. Some very mundane things. And of course, the legacy of the fallen heroes, like, of course, more importantly, Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Uh, Lastly, Watts did confirm that Michael Michael Keane's Vulture and even Laura Harrier's Liz will not return for the movie and that Aunt May was also snapped away. So she's coming back at the same time as everyone else to this new world. And Far From Home will pick up right after, quote unquote, right after Endgame. Um, how man how how much? Who knows? But it's picking up right after Endgame. There's no time lapse or anything like that. It's gonna pick up right after uh the events of Endgame. So that should be interesting to see. Sony also released a clip. If you want to hear it, it's basically just a bigger it kind of just confirms again over the head heavy-handed that the multiverse exists so if you want to hear it here it is
0: this is mr beck mysterio you can call me quentin but you handled yourself well out there today you saw what you did with the tower we could use someone like you on my world i'm sorry your world uh, mr beck is from earth not
1: ours there are multiple realities peter this is earth dimension 616 i'm from earth 833 we share identical physical constants level 4 symmetry
0: i'm sorry you're saying there's a multiverse because i thought that was just theoretical i mean that completely changes how we understand the initial singularity it's insane sorry so um
1: i don't know about the i mean i love the whole multiverse idea i think it's kind of cool um i think it's uh, an easy way for Sony to be like, for all their spin off movies they're doing, like Venom and Morbius, it's a good way to be like, well, they're in a different universe. They can easily come into the MCU if Marvel wanted to, or if we wanted to. So I think that's kind of their way in for that. Um, maybe a way in for other characters. Like, of course, everyone's talking about the X Men, Fantastic Four, and everything. Uh, miles morales was another one that they, they've they been talking about into the spider into the spider verse there those characters coming into the mcu have people been talking about it. it's it opens a, just a, it's a why it's a can of worms basically you just open up this thing and everything's gonna come popping up and people are gonna have ideas i think it's awesome i think the trailer itself is awesome to be honest i really love the trailer i think it's i think it's great uh i'm really looking forward to spider i don't know what else to say uh that hasn't already been said about this trailer but i really liked spider-man home uh spider-man far from homecoming and i can't wait to see what they do with spider-man uh far from home everything that we've seen so far really really great will mysterio be a bad guy who knows Maybe, maybe maybe he was a good guy in his world and when he comes over here and he sees that Spider-Man's getting all the credit, he becomes a bad guy. So he becomes a jealous bad guy. So who, who knows? We don't know. Again, this could be a whole big misdirect by Sony and Marvel and be like, ah, we got you, nerds. Uh, I don't think they would call it. I mean, they'd probably do that, but hopefully they won't. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Spider-Man: Far From Home opens on July 2nd. It's still kind of far away, but not too far away where we can, we can calm ourselves. All right. So that was uh, those were your trailers for this week, like I mentioned. I'm recording this a little early, so something. So another trailer, big drop. Or another, another trailer, big. Another big trailer drops. I'll uh, I'll update it. I'll keep it uh, down below in the uh, description slash show notes area, uh, or we'll talk about it next week. All right. So those are all your trailers. Let's get on to this week's movie news items. The former king of the North, Richard Madden, is in talks to join Marvel's *The Eternals*. The project already has Angelina Jolie and Kamel Nanjiani set to star. Which is based on Jack Kirby's 1976 creation set millions of years in the past, when the cosmic beings known as the Celestials genetically experimented on humans to create superpowered individuals known as the Eternals, along with the villainous deviants. The two groups battled each other throughout history, and of course, very comic booky things ensued. The very simple rundown of what the Eternals are, uh, comic book-wise. If man were to join, he would be playing a character named Icarus, a third-generation member of the Eternals. Lee is set to star as the character of Cersei. No, not that one, the other one. Um, the other one, as in the, this one. Don't want it from the Eternals. Uh, an Eternal who relishes moving along humans, even fall, and even falls for Icarus in the comics, and let's hope well, maybe that will be it here in the... Uh, in the movie as well, Nanjiani uh, his role is being kept secret. Uh, there was someone in talks a couple weeks ago by the, uh, an actor named Mang Dunsuk. I think they pronounce his last name. Uh, he was in Train Busan. He plays one of the he plays the, the big guy, the big family, the big father, uh, not the main father, just another father in the movie. Uh, their roles are being kept secret at the moment as well. Uh, Chloe Zhao, who directed The writer, will be directing the movie with production rumored to start later this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that man of course we will be seen later this month actually he's going to be in rocket man the biopic on elton john so he's uh starting to get more into the movies of course he has uh the bodyguard as as well i think i think season two coming out soon maybe not like it's not like soon soon but soon enough Alright, let's get on to the next movie news item. A reimagining of a horror classic, Hellraiser, is back in the works as Spyglass Media Group has hired David S. Goyer to write and produce the movie. The original 1987 film told the story of an unfaithful wife who attempts to assist her dead lover in his escape from hell. Of course, the film introduced moviegoers to the race of demons called Cenobites, most notably Pinhead, played brilliantly by Doug Bradley. Uh, Goyer is mostly known for his work in the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, as well as writing Man of Steel. Goyer had this to say about the hiring, saying, quote, "...having the chance to reimagine Pinhead and the Cenobites for a new audience is a nightmare come true." Gary, Gary being the CEO and chairman of Spyglass, by the way, "...is a true fan as well, and we're committed to making something dark and visceral." The studio is financing, developing, and fast-tracking the movie... So we'll probably be uh, hearing a little bit more on the Hellraiser reimagining uh, sooner rather than later, if if he can write that uh, right away. Uh, I haven't. I actually haven't seen the original Hellraiser in a while. And I'm not saying I have never seen it. I'm saying I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, so don't don't get mad at me. No, I'm more horror movie nerds. I'm, I'm I'm good. I've seen it. just haven't seen it in a while. Back back away. Pitchforks away. Um, But, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. So, I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I mean, obviously, the Hellraiser series is alive and well. They keep doing straight-to-video, DVD, uh, on-demand sequels. I think the last one came out a couple years ago. I know a lot of people were upset because Pinhead wasn't played by Doug Browley. He was played by someone else. Um, But I heard it wasn't even that good anyway. But, I I don't know. Maybe I I heard wrong. But, uh, I don't know. it would be interesting to kind of see how how this works out they're not i'm i'm it's interesting they're not calling it a reboot or a remake they're calling it a reimagining uh i know people will probably just see it as a remake or reboot which is fine but um this yeah i don't know maybe i'll be up for it i guess although david Escor wouldn't be my first choice because he's made some questionable horror movies in the past like the unborn but uh we'll we'll see what he does with this All right, uh, let's move on from a reimagining to another reimagining slash remake, the 1993 thriller Cliffhanger, which stars Sylvester Stallone as an experienced mountain climber with a tragic tragic past who finds himself caught up in a high stakes heist gone wrong, is getting a reboot. Not only that, it's going to be a female-led story with director Anna Lily Amonpour, who directed films like The Bad Batch and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, directing the said reboot. Casting is currently underway, but it is being reported that Jason Momoa is in talks for a cameo. Yes, Aquaman himself. Momoa has actually worked with Amanpour in the past. He was in uh, her movie, The Bad Batch, in a big supporting role. So there is that. Poor also commented on the move saying, quote, I'm very excited to partner with Original Films, Neil Moretz's production company. He was behind Fast and the Furious, and it's a passion project for Neil Moretz and rocket science who share my passion for the character driven high adrenaline survival movie one of my favorite genres we are setting out to create a thrill ride on the mountain which taps into the primal side of an action movie where you can see what a person is capable of doing to survive in the most extreme situations pushed to their limits add to that some high stakes espionage and a badass female mountain climber mountain climber cliper what the hell did i just say mountain climber as the lead become a truly epic reinvention of what made the original cliffhanger movie so fun and so thrilling and quote no word on when the movie will go into production but like i said casting is currently underway so it should be interesting to kind of see how that turns out again a movie i haven't seen in a while in a very long while i've seen cliffhanger i actually don't remember cliffhanger so i'm kind of okay i remember i remember i know i watched it because I remember certain tidbits of it, but I have not seen that in a very long time, so maybe I'll have to sit down and watch Cliffhanger one day and see how uh, I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm totally okay with, you know, the whole uh, gender bend stuff, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how that turns out. I know maybe some people won't be okay with that, but you guys, you guys got to suck it up, uh, and I probably do mean guys. But, um, but, yeah, it should be interesting to kind of see how that turns out. I'm not the biggest fan of... Poor. I didn't really like The Bad Batch. I thought it had its moments, but I didn't really like it. And I have still criminally have not seen A Girl Walks Home alone at night, even though I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I'm going to have to fix that as well. Maybe I'll do a double feature. Who knows? We'll see. Um, and as for Neil Moret's original films, there was a, a story. Where we're go- I, I cut it out from the outline because um, I didn't know how to approach it. Um, but uh, there was a story in The Hollywood Reporter... About Neil Moretz being outed of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and apparently it's going to be very, very messy for Universal Studio for Universal Pictures um, doing it. So I link that story down below in the description slash show notes area if you want to go take a look at that because um, it's a very interesting read and it's a very interesting look in kind of this very messy way of getting rid of a producer especially one who has been with the franchise since the very beginning but yeah i, I highly recommend you go read that story it's the, down below in the description slash show notes area the interview also with uh, tom waits the director of spider-man far from home and spider-man homecoming is also down there so we want to go check that out uh, all right uh let's get to the last movie news item at least at the time of this recording disney we're talking Disney and its shifts of its release dates for big franchises and its limits on their new acquisition, 20th Century Fox. So Disney shake some things, shook some things up uh, on the release schedule this week. One of the big moves is their newly acquired franchise, Avatar. The studio has delayed Avatar 2 by a whole year. That now means that Avatar 2 will come out on December 17th, 2021, Instead of next year, like it was supposed to. Although originally it was actually supposed to come out a couple years ago, and then it was supposed to come out this year, and then they kept pushing it back. But uh, now that means that all the other sequels have been pushed back. Avatar three will now come out on December twenty twenty three. Avatar four will now open on December twenty twenty five. And if we're still alive by then, if the the world has, if the sun hasn't killed us yet, Avatar five will open on twenty twenty seven. So uh, yeah. If you care about the Avatar movies, they got delayed yet again. I'm going to read the whole story, then I'll go back and and do all this. Uh, Disney also gave uh, new Untitled Star Wars films release dates uh disney has slotted december six, six <laughs> december 16th 2022 and christmas day in 2024 and 2026 which means that disney will be alternating between avatar and star wars movies in december starting in 2021 through 2027 aka disney will now own and dominate any poor soul of a movie that dares open on, in december uh, anytime so uh be prepared for that before all that, Disney has uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story and Cruella coming out next year in December. So their domination will start next year, but truly their domination will start in 2021. Uh, moving on, they've moved on. Uh, they've moved a few other projects. Uh, but since we haven't gotten any real promotion from them, I'm just going to skip over them. Except for the studio's uh, young adult adaptation of Artemis Fowl, which was supposed to come out in August even talked about it on the summer movie season preview podcast it will not open next year in may uh which is fair i mean there's only been one trailer for it uh so i guess maybe it's a tough sell for for the studio to do that uh which is fine you, you know you don't want to go into something like that and especially a, a brand name like artemis well it's based on a, a series of books very popular books um so there is that another big one uh release date wise well one of them the first one is that uh, the X-Men property Gambit, which has been in development for years, uh, with script changes and potential start dates and people and directors coming in and out, uh, is officially canceled. Uh, no really no really surprise there. I mean, no real surprise there, because it just got moved around too much. It was almost like Avatar. It just kept putting pushed around, pushed around. Um, so no real surprise there. Uh, but the big one is New Mutants, we talked a little bit about New Mutants on the summer movie season preview podcast, and we talked about it here and there on the pod and the regular podcast as well. The long delayed X Men spinoff uh, had a release date for this year, in um, I think it was July or August. I've got I forget which what month it was, but uh, there, since there was new trailer or no new trailer, uh, and the much talked about reshoots, uh, and the film will now maybe and hopefully, hopefully will come out next year. On April third, that's the new release dates We'll see if it sticks. We'll see what happens. Who the hell knows? We'll we'll find out. All right. Uh, to put all right. So and then we come to the second part of the story, uh, which is a pretty big one. Uh, and I think one and it show and it continues to show the effects of Disney buying Twentieth Century Fox and the loss of a different studio and different market I guess you can say Uh, on an earnings call Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed that Disney has finished releasing all of the Fox films that were already in the can and Fox will only make and release 5 to 6 movies a year that's half of what the studio usually puts out and to put it in perspective last year Fox only released 12 movies and to put it into even, even bigger perspective, in twenty in 2018 last year, Sony Pictures released 13 movies, Paramount released 11, Disney themselves released only seven, and Warner Brothers released a whopping 22 movies. I don't know how they released 22 movies, but they did. Um, but yeah, from so to take a studio that maybe usually releases anywhere between 10 to 15, let's just say 10 to 15 movies a year to cut that down to 5 or 6 is a lot that is massively important and almost massively insulting now rumors of swirl that disney wants fox or did, or rumors of swirl that disney uh wants to make the big blockbuster movies while fox will handle will handle uh the more smaller scale films as well as the adult oriented films, which is probably the reason why Disney has canceled films that Fox was working on. Of course, the big one was The Mouse Guard. Uh, That was essentially Fox's probably answer to uh, their Lion King and their Jungle Book. Uh, This really means that more smaller scale or mid-budget films... Films like, I don't know, like Widows, which was mentioned a lot in some reports, and Red Sparrow and Bad Times at the hour Royale, which were all released by Fox, uh, all released last year or, or the year before, won't really be made, or at least not be given the chance to even get made. And Disney has, you know, sold off other movies. Uh, they sold off a war movie, uh, with, I believe, like, or like a war drama, or just like a regular drama, but Tom Hanks to other studios. It's... Like it's like I said, it's 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 important to know that because Disney, you know, buying a big studio like this, I mean, they've bought you know they we we've seen Disney buy other studios, we've seen Disney buy Marvel, we saw Disney buy Pixar, which is you know whatever. I mean, they've worked together a lot of these animated movies and they make a lot of money. The problem is now that they're taking over 20th Century Fox, which was another big studio. It's not like they were taking over small, you know. It was like a small studio. Like face it, Pixar uh, and Marvel are not major film houses like a Fox or a Sony or Paramount. They are now because they have the backing of Disney, but they weren't back then before Disney bought them. You have the big studios. You have, when you, when you, whenever you thought of, before the deal happened, whenever you thought of big studios, you thought of Disney, you thought of Fox, you thought of Warner Bros., you thought of Sony, you thought of Universal, and you thought of Paramount. Those are the big movie companies you thought about. Now there's one off the board. And there's one off the board that was eaten up by Disney to make even more films. And this is the problem that everyone saw coming. And everyone tried to warn everyone. Like this, this was there was multiple articles written about uh, this deal being made and deal, you know, the deal being officially done. And when it was done, what was going to happen to small movies? What was going to happen to these smaller scale, made budget movies? Because you know, a studio studios want the big temple movies. They want the big money makers. They want their franchises. And you know, they. That's, and that's it, and all the other smaller movies, all the mid-budget movies will, you know just somewhere, will just have to fall somewhere in between our big blockbuster temple movies and Disney's like and now you have Disney telling Fox like, hey, you can only release five or six movies a year, and they have to be adult-oriented or they have to be you know, dramas, they can't be the big blockbuster movies like you used to release, like you can't release, you know, another X-Men type of movie. You can't release another Avatar type of movie. You can't release another, I don't know, Predator kind of movie. I don't think Predator costs that much. But still, you can't release a movie, you can't release that big of a movie anymore because that's our job now. Our job is to release those movies and your job is to do all these smaller movies. All these smaller movies that, let's face it, no one i mean that's not saying no one like uh, i'm i go watch smaller i go watch smaller scale mid-budget movies but you know it, it they're not going to draw on the same crowd or the, the as the same or as much as the same crowd as a big budget movie it's really hard to to read stuff like this um and it is. It's not I'm I'm not trying to be like with the crowd or anything. I could be one of the people out there but like who cares? Marvel has the Marvel has uh, the X-Men and Fantastic 4 now. Who cares about the other movies? No. And that's all anyone let's be let's be real. That's all anyone ever cared about in this deal. In this deal all everyone everyone cared about or at least the big vocal audience of it was well now Marvel can use the Fantastic 4 and X-Men. That's really what everyone cared about in this deal granted a little bit of me was like that too but I at least also saw the bigger scale of this and now we're seeing the effect of it Uh, and not only that we're seeing the effect of it and we're hearing it from the guy who owns and runs Disney the CEO of Disney saying this is going to happen we've released all the movies they're going to do and now they're only going to release five to six movies a year and they're all going to be movies that are smaller scale and adult oriented films, and maybe and maybe those movies will be great and that's the, and that, and that's the other thing. it's like we want to look at the other side you want to be you know I'm being very pessimistic here, that's just who I am by nature, but um if you want to be optimistic about it, maybe those smaller scale adult oriented movies will be very good, and that's great, and they will draw in a lot of money and a lot of crowd uh, a lot of crowds and audiences and great and hopefully that is the case but You're only releasing those few movies. Those few movies have to be awesome. In order for Disney to be like, well, you gave me five, six movies. Who's to say, "Ah, we're only going to give you three to four. Ah, We're only going to give you three. Oh, we're only going to give you two. It's an exaggeration, but seeing the perspective that I just gave you many, how many movies a studio releases, I mean, is it really that far off? Just, Just saying. All right, uh, that's it. That's all the movie news. I'm, oh, I just ended on a whimper. Holy shit! Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, so, um, sorry to depress all you guys, uh, but that's all the movie news items of the day. Uh, wow, that's I'm putting it down on myself. All right, I usually don't try to do that, but here, here I am doing that. Um, all right, let's. Uh, there's no saving this. Let's just go on to this week's uh, movie releases. Which, by the way, now considering uh that we've that me and mike have filmed um or filmed recorded the summer movie season preview podcast make it a little bit easier on myself Uh, i'm just gonna take the tidbits of the summer movie season podcasts and put them right here in this week's releases i won't be doing that all the time um my hope was that i would have time to on friday to record something and i was going to do like a little mini spoiler review or spoiler free review of detective pikachu that's no longer the case because like i said i won't have time to film on friday so um i don't it won't always be the case sometimes i'll break in and do it like i usually do but in the meantime this for the time being for the foreseeable for all pretty much all the summer not all the summer because obviously stuff changes but at least for the foreseeable future at least for the rest of may for sure this week's Movie releases will be tidbits from the summer movie season preview podcast. So, let's that said, let's move on to this week's movie releases.
0: Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
1: First week of May, second week of May, uh, aka uh, the other poor bastards that have to deal with Endgame. Uh, <laughs> we have a limited release of Token, which has already been. Uh, discredited by the Tolkien family yeah I just saw <laughs> that that's not great <laughs> and there's a biographer too that said that that's it's gonna create misconceptions about his mm, life yeah uh, so take that for what you will if you want to go, on, wanna get go your watch tickets it. now uh, Nicholas Hoyt is playing Tolkien uh, so that's a limited release maybe even more limited now um, <laughs> we have another movie called Palms which we're not gonna really get to because um, I doubt it'll actually get a release Uh, The Hustle, which is a gender-bend remake of Dirty Run Scoundrels with uh, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson, Uh, female uh, scam artists, Uh, one low-rent and one higher-class, as the synopsis put it, and then we have uh, Detective Pikachu coming out, uh, which I will admit right now, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Even though I was one of the biggest naysayers when it was first announced, because I didn't like the Detective Pikachu aspect, that they were going to go with it. Uh, I don't know what they would have done, but I just didn't like it. And I didn't like the fact that it was going to be a live-action CGI. Mm-hmm. Then I saw a trailer, and I was like, past you, go fuck yourself, because this looks awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, when I heard they were making it, and I heard that they cast Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu.
1: I, I, I mean, I stu- I like Ryan Reynolds. I do, too. I'm, I'm I, I like him so. a
0: lot, but it felt very much like,
1: those Deadpool movies it's, do pretty well. Let's get that guy. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> there heard was, that it was Danny DeVito, right? It was supposed to be Danny DeVito? Well, fans wanted Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, whatever. I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, but there was a meme uh, about the Ryan Reynolds casting. And, like, it's producers, like, oh, we got to find someone. Like, Ryan wants you to do it. I was like, no, and Ryan Reynolds was like, no, I'll do it. It's like, no, no, we need to, like, peek-a-peek-a, peek-a, motherfucker. So <laughs> I, just, I thought that was really funny. I don't know why. I just thought that was really funny. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it looks funny. It looks great. I mean, everything that he's he apparently did some motion capture for it, really uh, face wise. Okay, um, he wasn't just on his knees like yeah, ah, I'm gonna go yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's really the only movie I'm looking forward to that weekend. That um, I mean the hustle looks fine. It's not something that I'm gonna be like ah, I gotta go watch the hustle right now. Uh, despite how much I love Anne Hathaway. Um, the they they really, like, lean hard into the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake. To the point where, like, I didn't know that that's what they were going for, but when they're talking on, like, the promenade on that waterfront, it looks mm. exactly like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So it was the first thing I thought of. And then, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see a problem when they gender bend this stuff. It's a nice way of rebooting without kind of going to have those direct comparisons, you yeah. know? But it just feels very much like... Well, Rebel Wilson will just do her thing in this scene and blah blah blah. It doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm nothing against Rebel Wilson. I'm not the biggest Rebel Wilson fan. Yeah, but seeing the opposite of her and then Anne Hathaway, like, yeah, that's probably like some funny stuff. No, sure. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not a hater. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like, <laughs> no, this is bullshit. Um, but just. It's a, Compa- if you're releasing that movie the same day as detective pikachu no i'm gonna go watch detective pikachu. Yeah, absolutely and that's it guys that's all i got for you guys this week hopefully you guys have enjoyed it hopefully i you've gotten past the fact that i depressed you with that um that Sony, that uh that fox and uh disney story i apologize for that that wasn't my intention that just happened just apologize for that let's move on uh but yeah that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, everything you guys need to stay up to date with me personally and my moving I, opinions, I guess. Uh, I always try to update my Instagram and Twitter with the with my opinions. Uh, I try, I've been trying to do written reviews. I think the last one I did was Avengers Endgame because I mean, there's no way I was not going to write about Avengers Endgame. But I'm going to also do a written review of Detective Pikachu. Uh, that's over my wordpress account there's a link to that down below in the description slash show notes area if you're listening on itunes please leave me a rating and review I'd really appreciate it if you leave me a review um, I will read it here on the podcast Uh, so yeah there's that Um, if you're listening to this on youtube uh, leave me a comment down below let me know what you guys thought of the podcast and uh, hit that like button hit that subscribe button and uh, yeah that's all I got for you guys this week Um, so that's it that's it I'm, I'm rambling now i'm sorry all right uh thank you guys have a good weekend be safe happy mother's day to all the mothers out there uh and if you forgot to if this weekend was mother's day uh hopefully you're listening to this on friday or saturday so you can go get that last minute mother's day gift um so you're welcome uh so yeah that's it that's all i got for you guys thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week and uh, have a good weekend be safe be good people and as always go watch some movies vika,
0: vika.